I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Another week of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And here we are once again. It's call-in day. That's right. Get on the phone, which means join the StreamYard queue in the links there and join us for the virtual phone-in where you guys can say what you want, pose your questions to Louis and I. That's right. Louis is the man flanking me to my right. How are you, Luigi? I'm good, mate. I'm I'm good. It's It's been a crazy... 10 days of wrestling, even two weeks of wrestling. And then our other love of football has all gone mad. Um, so, yeah, I'm very much looking for, I was off work last week uh, to do my dissertation, which is now complete. I've completed my dissertation. So uh, I'm a happy boy. I'm back at work. I'm, I'm just looking forward to speaking to people today about wrestling. I needed wrestling yesterday. I tweeted this. I needed raw, but, it, it was a shame it was raw. You know, I was like, I need, I need some form of wrestling show to make me, to make me like take my mind off it. I was like, it had to be raw, didn't it? Because raw wasn't great, but it was wrestling nonetheless. And I was very happy watching it. So yeah, not doing too bad. Well, we'll get into raw. No doubt. There'll be uh callers and, and we'll touch on it a little bit ourselves of course our titular news leans on an injury from that apparently so we will divulge in the coming minutes uh, i just want to say thank you to everyone who is tuning in and those of you that are new to us or returning fans thumbs up it helps give us the algorithm love that we so desperately need uh subscribe to the channel of course we are now on the road to 15k and all shall be revealed what we are doing when we hit 15k this time it was merch you know that the good eggs have dropped there it is i am a good egg you can get that the mods will drop the link in the chat right on cue because they are good eggs um you can own that you can own this here is wrestlescope modeling it there you go uh, you can't buy the title, unfortunately. That is homemade. Um, but alas, that is what we did when we got to 10K. When we get to 15K, ooh, we have got something lined up. Something lined up indeed. It includes all hosts. All I can four say. Of us. No, I can say. No. It will be revealed within the next week. It will. And via a video that we are going to via a video that we will be shooting 
in the near future. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, so good evening, everybody. As you can see as well, if you want to have your opinions um, prior or after, you don't maybe don't want your face on screen. Maybe you want to be the anonymous Raw GM. I don't know. But if that is the case, you can give us an ultra chat, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. The lovely mod mothers will then give us the goods. And of course, we will read it out on screen. Whatever you like, wrestling wise, you give us a donation, we will discuss. So if you don't want to do that, though, if you would rather have your minutes of fame, if you would rather rise to the occasion, and of course, when the link is put in at about 20 past, you'll be able to join and we will have you in the queue. We will get you on Wrestling Daily. You'll have your say. You'll be in front of the camera, living forever in YouTube infamy. There you go. I do want to say, we, yes. we, we've had some regular callers in that have called multiple times. What we're going to be doing today as well is we're going to be trying to get some new callers in. So normally we go in order, but if there's a new caller, for example, that hasn't been on, we want to hear from all of you. So um, we, we'll be getting to you all, hopefully. Also, the couple that were like on the end last week that didn't get very long, if they were to come in this week, we will push them to the front. That is the etiquette we're developing here at Wrestling Daily. And while we're here, speaking of etiquettes, I'm so good at segues. Let's talk about the titular news that we do. And Sean Rossap is not wrong. It is in the thumbnail. Louis, talk to us about the news. Yeah, so Dave Meltzer is reporting on Wrestling Observer Radio um, that Randy Orton may have suffered quite a nasty injury on um, Raw last night. He obviously... Faced Matt Riddle, was originally supposed to face Braun Strowman. Sean first reported that um, the match was changed. Uh, Vincent Mann turned up late to a creative meeting, reportedly, um, and the match <laughs> was changed. Uh, su surprise. Sh should we just let people know when he turns up on time? Should that be going forward? Probably. Probably. Um, so the match was changed from Braun and Randy to Matt Riddle and Randy, for what it's worth. Very much enjoyed Matt Riddle and Randy. Very good. Was one of the highlights of the show. I, yeah. I enjoyed the, the the like riddle keep trying like to make him uh, pass out. I thought it was actually a very good spot. Yeah, I enjoyed the match, so I'm happy we got that. However, um, Dave Meltzer is reporting that Orton may have hurt his shoulder in the match. I know commentary pointed this out, but again, could that have just been a k like a kayfabe injury or something like that? They have said, let me try and find it. Da -da -da -da. Give me two seconds. And let me just say, while you're finding it, Orton has a long history of shoulder yeah. issues, by the way. He has hyperextended shoulders, really plagued him about a decade ago. But he's been all right for the past few years. So this would be a very unfortunate if if this was a reoccurrence. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I've got the quote now. He said on Wrestling Observe Radio, I don't know the extent of what happened, which is always a good way to start a report, but Randy <laughs> hurt his shoulder. He was fighting out the corner and Riddle went to give him an exploder. Riddle, uh, Randy didn't take an exploder. He blocked it and he pulled back and did this very dramatic punch. He punched him and then went uh, went from that point forward. He could no longer use his right arm. He was throwing forearms with his left arm. And this is the quote that got a bit scary. It looked horrible. Uh, it, it was like that one day where he punched the mat and his shoulder went out. So for people that don't know, when Randy used to do his like punching the mat thing for the RKO, once he, he he actually dislocated his shoulder doing that. Mm. So uh, as um, Alex said, he's got a long history of shoulder issues, which uh, when anyone picks up an injury, it's not good or reported injury. Uh, it's not good. But 
when it's Randy Orton on its shoulder, it kind of it, it it's extra not good because of his history with that. Admittedly, recently we haven't heard much about his shoulder issues, so it looks like that were definitely a thing, like not of the past, but something that has been plaguing him a lot less. Um, interestingly, and it is very important to note, Randy Orton has not publicly commented on this report from Dave Meltzer. Uh, WWE has not posted any form of medical update. Normally, they do that when it's quite serious. There have been no indications that Randy's been set. Normally, normally, if you go to Birmingham, Alabama, you're in trouble. There have been no reports that Randy's been anywhere near there recently. There have been no sort of continuations of this report. People taking it further and saying, yes, Randy's 100% injured. But nonetheless, if Dave Meltzer saying it looked horrible and uh, it was as bad as when he like hit his shoulder on the mat and dislocated it, that isn't great news to hear in the slightest. Yeah. Um it's a strange one um, because, like you said, until we really know from like a Randy Orton perspective or whatnot, it's very difficult to say. And I say that with great knowledge of shoulders. I think I've done this before on the show, but I will show you again. Uh, I have train tracks. Can we see this? I don't even know. Can you get your tit off my screen? Can you see this? I can see it. Right. That is a pin. My tit. Um, that is a pin that I have in my shoulder, right? And that was basically from I sneezed once and my shoulder came out. Like once it goes, it goes. Right, have a look I, at this. So I can pop my shoulder in and out of place. I've dislocated this shoulder. I think four. To, it was four times within four months. Once was through um, sneezing as well. Wow. I mean, I thought we were turning into a circus for a second there. Well, um, look at me. Like, <laughs> my arm backwards, and you, you with your train tracks and your tit on screen. What, what, what have we turned into? I mean, I'd prefer peck, but tit's probably more accurate, sure. Um, also, I must say that, uh, so with that issue, I don't know if Orton has had anything put in there, right? I'm not aware of what's going on with his show, shoulders, but uh, yeah. It's a dangerous one, is what I'm saying. Once it goes, it's an ongoing problem. It's really difficult. So hopefully, it's just an in and out thing, maybe. And he, you know, he knows how to deal with it. And you know, I will have more on Randy Orton coming in this show. I might have a little bit of news that I want to drop here. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I do know. I know. Um, you I'll, have not I'll, informed me of this. No, I haven't. I mean, I was debating to do, dropping the news today. It's more Charlotte, but pertains to randy as well anyway i will get to that in a little bit uh so yeah randy or an injury but as louis said the match with riddle and i think sean ross sap actually encapsulated this about as perfectly as you could on twitter put all the rubbish aside right with that's going on with their characters and whatnot. if you just watch that match in isolation it's really really good it really was the action was very engrossing riddle got the like surprise victory that his character probably desperately needed um, Orton doesn't look any weaker. It wasn't like a poo-poo distraction finish, you know, any of that malarkey. It was good stuff. So I um I, I thought it was very well done. I actually have seen a few theories today, and I like them. Like uh this is just just fan theories, right? But like RK bro, and uh, he said that on the show last night. But it but what I'm saying is people are like, oh, what if they were a tag team, right? And then Randy Orton was the one to kind of be like, you know, cut the shit. Like, you're, you're a killer. You can be a killer like me. You can go out there and grill people. I'd be here for that. I would. Like, I'm not saying kill Riddle of his charisma and personality, but 
dial it up. Because the guy, and I've said this time and time again, he was on a five-fight win streak in UFC. That is like, that is not common, guys. That doesn't happen all the time. Uh, Riddle is a certified killer if he wants to be. You just, you know, I think the uh, untrained eye or people who don't know any better just think he's a bit of a dope, who, you know, and he's a good wrestler. But believe me, the guy the guy is a killer if he wants to be. So I actually think for, for a brief thing, I'd be down. Would I? The thing is, I would say yes, but who who do they feud with? Because the tag division is so weak. Well, it's they, probably like... get, they probably get to the top of it and then it's, can they coexist? Um, sorry, uh, sorry, it's... sorry. You think it'd take that long? You don't think it'd be, can they coexist on the offset? Well, no, I think it could be a tutelage thing where Randy has to, I mean, Randy would probably be frustrated trying to deal with Riddle because of his whole, and that, that dynamic in of itself could be funny, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the backstage segment they had. I thought hmm. it was quite funny. I, 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 and I, I have, to be honest, enjoyed the majority of the Riddle segments. They have been a light, bit of lighthearted comedy. I've enjoyed it. However, I, my main concern, not even concern, my main bit of like, mm, is what tag division are they walking into? Like, what tag division are they getting involved in? You've got New Day, three teams, mm-hmm. AJ and Omos, and uh, Elias and Jackson Riker. That, that's it. They are no, three it's teams. Not. No, it's not. Viking Raiders. Okay, Viking Raiders as well. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who are just picking up wins like crazy at the moment. Well, that's, that's right. five teams. Granted, five teams, but. At what level are those teams at? Like, Shelton no, Benjamin sure. Like, they're, 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 like, they're not going to overthrow uh, AJ and Omos, obviously, right? But what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be directly that they head to the tag team titles. It could just be Randy trying to mentor him in his singles push, or, you know, and they tag, and maybe they go for the tag belts, come up short, whatever. It doesn't have to be they win the belts, but I do think there is something there with Randy's personality and Riddle's personality, right? Like, it's not the same as Pete Dunne and Riddle, but I think it does have the same kind of chemistry in the air. And, um, you know, with Randy trying to bring out the best in Riddle and Riddle maybe being like, Randy, relax, kind of thing, like pushing against each other. I, I honestly think that'd be good TV. But alas, what do I know? What do I know about good TV, Luigi? Nothing. Um, anyway, moving on with Raw um, before we move forward. So end of the show... Charlotte Flair, right? She beats down the official. And now we've seen that she's got, I believe it's a $100,000 fine and suspended indefinitely. Uh, This is obviously like the frustration after Rhea Ripley essentially, you know, cost her the victory against Asuka. And yeah, that, uh, that saw Charlotte Flair flip the switch. Now, apparently this is, from what I understand, um, she's got some dental work that needs sorting out, but she's not going to be gone for long. So oh, is, is is this your report? Essentially. Very, uh, very nice. This very is what nice. I, this is what I was told today. Um, she's got some dental stuff that she had actually done, but she needs finished. And uh, yeah, it's a, but the, I, I said, Oh, well, how long? And he was like, no, it's going to be a very quick turnaround. So I didn't actually mm. bother. I didn't bother making a report out of it because I don't think she's actually going to be off TV that long. Um, but that's just what I'm hearing. So there you have it. I mean, I will be stealing it and writing it up for WrestleTalk.com once we're finished. But... Pro- probably. Um, but, but also uh, that, the uh, same uh, thing on that vein, hang on before, on before I moved on, was that apparently um, furthermore to the reports that Orton and The Fiend got changed at WrestleMania or whatever. Apparently Randy was meant to be having a month off. 
That's how much he was meant to be written off for. Uh, they didn't say why that's changed, why he was having the time off or anything. All I know is that it was meant to be a month. So okay. that's, again, I know I'm not offering that much information there other than the fact that he was going to be written off at one point. So there you go. I mean, th- with the Charlotte thing, okay, mm-hmm. like hope she's all right, but would you not just delay the return then and have her do the dental work before she returns? So she's not returning, going, returning. Again, I think it's a fluid thing. I don't know whether something's gone wrong with what she had in. Okay. Because uh, this, this is what I'm saying. She's she's had the dental work, but she needs to get something else. I see. Understood. So, yeah. again, this is me connecting the dots. I don't know if that is the case, but it would seem to me that either something's not finished mm-hmm. or she needs to fix something that hasn't quite gone right. I don't know. but And I do, I do want to say on the note of Charlotte Flair, for me, she is doing some great work. Yes. Like, great, great work. Um, she, her heel, like, there was only one thing I didn't like, and it was the when she was like speaking slowly to Asuka. I get being <laughs> a heel, but that's a bit like, all right, you potentially crossing a line with being a touch racially insensitive. I'm not saying she was or that was the intention, but that's how it came across to me, like sort of implying that, that, that like she can't understand her if she speaks how she would normally speak. That was the only thing I was a bit like, mm. but in terms of Charlotte's delivery of the promo, the content she was saying, I like the opportunity. I like that as a nickname. I think she's doing some great work at the moment. And it just does make me realize this past couple of weeks has made me realize Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair are just such good heels. They should forever be heels. I don't think they should be baby faces. Mm. And, and you know what? Maybe, m- maybe Sasha Banks, can work as a, a baby face. She wasn't with the Bianca Belair feud. Granted, she was with the Bailey feud. For me, Charlotte Flair has always been better as a heel. Always. Her delivery is better. She is good, very good at what she does, and people naturally hate her. And I like that <laughs> WWE is playing into that. No, I like yeah. it. And no, you know yeah. what? I, yeah, when yeah. Charlotte says, you lot don't like me in terms of the locker room, I can believe that because Charlotte has been given every opportunity under the sun. Charlotte in every interview seems like the loveliest person. But you Mm. know what? I like how WWE is playing into it, being like, they're not trying to insult our intelligence and be like, oh, no, 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 baby face, baby face. They're like, no, we know some of you don't like her. We're going to play up to that. And I think that's very, very smart business. So yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Well, when I said, "Mm," it wasn't to Charlotte, you're bang on, she is here. But I do think Sasha does have the legs to be a big baby face if she wanted to be. Um, Ah... I didn't like her promo work as babyface. Didn't like it. The whole um, like arrogant laugh that she did. I, I didn't really. It didn't work for me. Right. I'm not saying she's not good on the mic, but what she was doing as that character, I, I felt like, and maybe this was the purpose that like Sasha was a heel miles off. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That this there was foreshadowing what she was going to do with Bianca Belair. I just thought she, she has to be. This isn't really working for me as a babyface. And you have to remember too that Bianca was always going to be made. I think that'd always be the smart decision in this feud. So to do that, I think Sasha always had to be the heel as well. But at the same time, Sasha as the baby face under Bailey worked. So you had to get there somehow is what I'm saying. So um, I agree though, Charlotte as a heel, that's one on one man. Like that's her best suit. WWE have to hear that fans are tired of where she is on the card and mm-hmm. uh, all the opportunities and the nepotism and all this, what, what I think is exaggerated, but nonetheless, it's out there. Yeah. Play into it. Why not? I I, I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind that at all. 
Charlotte Flair, I still think people go, oh, you know, I'd rather see someone else. I don't think you can ever deny how good Charlotte Flair is. Her big match delivery is as good as anyone yep. in, in the company. And I'm not tired of watching her wrestle. <laughs> Am I tired of her winning titles? A little bit. But mm-hmm. um, I, well, I mean, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but I'm just saying she doesn't have to be in that spot. But by no means do I not want to see Charlotte Flair on my TV. She's one of the best in the world, easily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No. At this point, Luigi, it's 20 past, by the way. I was about to say, the get link is- the link in so people it's can in. start flooding in. What and I will say before yeah. I proceed is um, uh, the link is in, by the way. So if people want to want yep. to stream you up, they can and um, join us in the back end. But what I do want to say is I think it's incredibly important to look at how the Royal Women's Division has been treated over the last two weeks that Charlotte Flair has been back considerably better than it has in previous weeks. They main evented the show last week. There yeah. was no, they felt like a featured part of the show. They were involved in multiple segments. And I think it does show, listen, rightly or wrongly, and for me it is wrongly, WWE very much likes pushing the Raw Women's Division when Sasha, when, when Charlotte Flair's involved. Or Becky. Or Becky, but mainly Charlotte. Like, like whenever Charlotte's involved, generally, it gets pushed. No, it does. Um, I would say, yeah, the stretch of like Becky... Ronda, like they had what they felt was the focal point. Mm-hmm. I just think I just feel like they didn't see that in Oscar, which is disappointing, right? But that's how it that's how it appears. As soon as Charlotte comes back, oh, oh we've got and that you know focal point. People saying you should give opportunities to other people. Daria Ripley and Asuka get to be involved in the main event segment if Charlotte Flair's not involved. For me, no. So Charlotte, by how WWE views her, in my by, view, is giving people opportunities. Because 
WWE is treating the division with more respect, giving it more time, giving it more segments. So for me, Charlotte, by proxy and by how WWE views her, is putting people over. She is getting people more airtime. I think that's also important to consider. I don't think the problem has ever been Charlotte, like in my opinion. Anyway, at the very least, um, when you... But you and I both like Charlotte. So I know a lot of fans who would say it is the, the problem is with Charlotte. Yeah, and I'm about to explain why it's not. At WrestleMania this year, Charlotte wasn't on the card, right? They didn't have another women's story outside of a title. Not one. Not one. It's not Charlotte's fault that they can't get matches. She wasn't clogging up the title matches. Like, you can't make that excuse... Because it fits your agenda that you don't like Charlotte Flair, right? Take Flair's name out. She's still an amazing wrestler. If her name's Charlotte Smith, Charlotte Jones, doesn't matter. Still a great wrestler. Um, I understand why people get frustrated in the spots that she gets put in. But, like, the state of what's going on right now, I don't know how you can attribute that to her personally. I don't know how you can say that she doesn't help or whatever. Because at the end of the day, they had WrestleMania. She wasn't in any of those spots. But WWE didn't take the time to book any of those stories. They couldn't find a match for fucking Bailey. Sorry. That is ludicrous. Like literally criminal that they couldn't find a story for Bailey. who was like their, one of their MVPs 2020. They couldn't even make a story with all the other women in the roster all the time that they had to do this. They couldn't do it. That is laughable. I'm sorry. It's awful. And that has absolutely nothing to do with Charlotte Flair. So um, to those, I understand, like, you know, 12 title reigns, a lot of them quick, you know, bumping up the numbers, whatever. I get it. But at the end of the day, like the problems of, in my opinion, go beyond what Charlotte Flair brings to the table. It's a creative aspect. Luigi. Anyway, we've got enough people in the back end now. Giggity. Uh, let's bring in. Well, I need to get the banners out first, otherwise, this won't look very good I'm at all. Doing it. No, but you're not. I've done it. Um, let's start with D minor. I like the look of that guy. There he What's is. What's up, guys? What's happening, brother? You good? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm actually at work right now, but want to be on the show. Had to I represent love- the flagship going in raw. I love oh, the commitment. You were going in Raw, guy. I don't know if we can have you on the show. Yeah, I've been watching those guys since Machinima, and they got me into you guys and Russell talking and everything like that, so I had to represent. But They are great guys. Man. Yeah, they are, man. Two sweet for life. Hardy handshakes. <laughs> but, man, what, what's been going on with wrestling the past couple of weeks, man? Like, I, I kind of want to be a little bit brief because I had a couple things and I have one question, but the whole thing with Charlotte... Like I said, I, I do like Charlotte. It, it's basically with her. It's kind of a, kind of what we got with like John Cena or like the Roman Reigns thing. It's they sh- like she, she's been shown so much, and now we're just getting tired of it. That's the only thing. What it is, she is a great athlete, a great competitor, but we want to see more. That's the only thing. You know, we have we we do the same, we said the same thing with the women's tag team, um, scene where. All you see is Shayna and Nia just beat everyone when you could just give the title to the Riot Squad or somebody else. Yeah. You don't, you just keep seeing the same thing. It's just getting stacked. Yeah. Then another thing I want to talk about is nothing makes sense on Raw. Like they keep doing all <laughs> these crazy stuff and nothing makes sense. But then, 
let's talk, let's talk about AEW now. Everybody's getting up in arms about oh the Anthony Agogo thing when he punched God and in chess or something, whatever. You can make sense of that. The guy was a boxer. You know, he's a bronze Olympian. Plus, he had his he had his hand taped up. They do the same thing where they talk about Daniel Bryan and Kenta, where it's like, oh, his kicks are like are like uh, getting hit with a baseball bat. Same thing. I agree. That's basically I what that is. Yeah, I so you can make sense with that. But oh, I'm sorry. But, I, was, I wouldn't want to take a body shot from Anthony Agogo. <laughs> at all. Oh, no. No, you you think you think Tyson is bad? I'll just imagine that shot from a go go, like Jesus. But that's my thing. Is like with 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 WWE, nothing makes sense. There is no consistency. There is nothing that makes you want to go. Oh, okay, well they're doing this. Maybe something will grow or something will come out of it. No, it's just a match, then another match, then another match, mm-hmm. like. Like what Sean always says, it's not 50-50 booking. It's either 50-50 booking or it's 85-15. And then the person who's been losing all the time wins afterwards. And there's no build. There's no feud. There's no story, really. Like uh, Two things. Yeah. I, I, I love the comparison you make to Cena and Charlotte because they just like were residents in that top spot. And there's no... And it goes back to the second point you made, actually. There's no story as to explain you know, any diversion from that course or, you know, any growth in the character or anything is just, you know, okay, well, these are your top guys. And Vince just got, that's what Vince does. He just goes, these are your top guys. Learn to love them. Same with Roman. Learn to love this guy. Right. And it took Roman going away and having a little bit of clout to kind of go, nah, if I come back, I want to do something else. And now look where we are with Roman. Right. Like that's a real growth. Yeah. Growth is the right word with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree as well on the story aspect because, and I hate to do like the whole AEW versus WWE thing, like in in transparency. But when I watch AEW, it feels like moving parts, right? A story, things are progressing. Yeah. There are chapters to the story. I've said this before with WWE. A rivalry is essentially seventy five percent of the time a series of matches. Oh, they pin the champion. They're probably going to get a title match. It's like, come on, man. Um, that that is the main issue for me. And again, I don't want to be like the glory days guy, but like twenty years ago, when we had all those, you know, the main event scene was absolutely stacked with guys, and they had, you know, you had okay, you had multiple men matches and whatever, but there were stories everywhere, right? Everyone had a story on the show in the early two thousands attitude era. Everyone. And and I feel like yeah. that was part of its charm, and we've lost that man. And, and I and I I I don't know. Is is it just Vince? I don't know. It feels like it because okay, so I, I'm 26. I've been watching WWF, E, whatever you want to call it, literally for two decades. Mm. And going going back to that time where you had the SmackDown Six, Paul Heyman made it to where yes, you might see the same people, but it's always something different. It's always something yeah. like exciting. You're not seeing that on the main roster anymore. And that's Matt, that. You, you man, see it that, somewhat that, on SmackDown. That story, sorry, like that you just saying there, within the SmackDown 6, right? Remember Kurt Angle and Benoit? Like how that was going yeah. off and how they became a tag team and all of that great stuff? Like that was magic. And the, you know, the funny thing about that is Heyman was like, they thought they were giving like people away to Heyman. They were like, yeah, you can have those guys. You can yeah. have them. And Heyman was like, cool, look what I'm going to do with it. 
And you know what? It's, it's my big issue with WWE at the moment, particularly Raw. But it, you know what you see on SmackDown as well? It's the same show. Like, so, like, completely the same thing. First segment of Raw after Mania, we saw a t- something involving the WWE Championship. Same this week. The segment afterwards, we saw Viking Raiders versus um, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. We saw the exact same thing after that segment the next week, uh, this week. Uh, on the Raw After Mania, directly after that segment was a Charlotte Flair promo. It was the exact same this week. The first 45 minutes involved the same people. It involved the same segments. In one case, it involved the same match. So for me, that's the problem. And we see it as well on SmackDown. I Listen, I love Jey Uso. I love the work he's doing. But I know I'm going to see Jey Uso face whoever Roman Reigns is facing a backlash probably one or two more times in the show's main event. I have no issue with that. I, I do have an issue with that. But mm. I have no issue on the face of it of, right, one week we're going to see Jey Uso versus Cesaro. Great match. Two very, very good workers. We haven't seen that in a while. Cool. It was the same when we first saw Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso, but we've now seen that week after week after week. And I think AEW has only once had the same match in back-to-back weeks. With WWE, I can't remember the last time they had a show where they didn't have a match that was the exact same in back-to-back weeks. And that is a problem for us. Yeah, Sean tweeted out a stat yesterday, right, about uh, Shayna and Nia working with Naomi and Lana. Like, the combination of them... Uh, since September, it was like in the teens, which is just like, Jesus, how lazy is that? It's awful. Absolutely awful. <sighs> anyway, do you mind, man? I, 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 got, oh. I got one question before I go. Go on, My man. question is, especially, and this pertains to the release stuff, do you think that, because uh, we know we heard stuff about Chelsea Green with the, on her Fightful interview, but do you think it is hard for a lot of those people to actually go to events knowing that you know what you know what might be the outcome you know if he actually listens to them or if they get punished for it because he can go back or even talking to like bruce or somebody else and then telling them their ideas but then getting turned down yeah i think that's always difficult right like uh, chelsea green's interviews is a good window into that where she couldn't even get a meeting with him most weeks she's sitting outside his office for like four hours that's it's insane right like how can you not get a meeting? I don't know. Um, it, it, I think that's the, the most difficult thing in WWE is that you can literally spitball ideas till you're blue in the face. If they don't want to have something for you, if they're not ready to have something for you, you ain't getting it. It doesn't matter how good your idea is, right? And that's the thing with Vince being the puppet master. And it always will be. And I've said this a few times. I feel like until the next fresh set of eyes or whatever getting control of the product. It is going to be how it is because it's sleepwalking. They're making a ton of money. In Vince's mind, he's thinking, I can't be doing that much wrong. Um, And I just, I don't think he actually sees the need for change like we do. Do you know what I mean? I think to him, it's just kind of going along. Yep. It's it's the the equivalent of the kid playing with their action figures. That's just on on an entirely different scale. It's he sees them, Someone as like expendable. He he has like his his main event stars, which if you could even say that, because you got Roman, you got Charlotte, you got all these people that, oh, if you know, I don't want this person, I'm go back to go back to them, put the belt on them. We see that with Randy. We've been seeing that with Randy, like especially with last year's stuff with him and Drew. We could have had other people. 
Drew mm-hmm. literally said he wanted to have matches with people who deserved it. Yet, who do we get? We got Seth. Where that could have that could have been Kevin Owens' spot, but no. Then we had we had Andrade for a little bit, but then they scrapped that. Then we went straight back into Randy. We had Dolph. You know that that could have been Riddle. That could have been Ricochet. That could have been Umberto, Angel Garza. All these different people that don't get what they deserve in in the place that they want to go to so much. You know they they were just like us. We we love wrestling. We've been we've been watching WWF WWE since we were young, and me especially. I've been watching since like five, six years old, you know, and seeing it now, it it hurts, honestly. Exactly how it feels, man. Like, And it's and again, it's so difficult to explain. D-Milo, I've enjoyed your call very much, my man. Please do it's come great back. Great anecdotes. Some real great, like, comparisons and stuff. Mm. Please do wow. come back, my man, but we have to give some people some other time. But great. You're a great uh, curtain jerker. Well done. Go, now go back to work. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thanks, Take it guys. easy, yeah. man. We're going to go to a near ban is next. Here he is. Hello, my man. Hello, guys. You? I'm fine. You? Thank you. Awesome. I was not expecting to be in this show, so this is very welcoming change. You pressed the link, man. Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> I did. It's about oh. 1 a.m. in here in India, and... Yeah, I have to watch WWE uh, at around 5 a.m. in the morning. And then I get to see this crap. So, <laughs> but at least the Riddle and Orton match was awesome. It was fun hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, I was drained after the previous week's Raw. So, this was a welcome change, at least. It was a teeny bit better than that. Yeah. It's been It's been the best Raw show in... Four weeks, five weeks, it was still yes. pretty bad. It was still pretty yeah. bad. But it, it was an improvement. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would really like to know about your opinions about the 10 release wrestlers, especially Samoa Joe, because when he got released, I couldn't believe it because he has been in that poncho in the thunderstorm <laughs> and then he got released like. How? He's such a tremendous talent. He has worked all over. He has experience. How can you release that guy? So I've got a, I've got a bit of an interesting take on this. I don't mind this okay. release. because from what I think the reason is. And this is just speculation on my part. But I think WWE wasn't willing to clear Samoa Joe, personally. And I think he has thought, you know what? I can perhaps get cleared elsewhere. That's my my opinion. I might be wrong. And for that, I am never going to say to WWE, you're wrong for not clearing him. I think be cautious. If he can get cleared elsewhere, that's good for him. And I suspect he will. I suspect that is the reason he got released personally, that it was because WWE just wouldn't clear him. It strikes me as a mutual thing, right? Yeah. Like there's no way you look at Samoa Joe Right, whether you could use him in the ring or not, he was arguably one of the best commentators they had of the past year. There's no way they looked at him and they go, we just can't find anything for Samoa Joe in the company. Can't use that guy. No way. Uh, unless he was earning more than, you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't see it. So although I don't know, I, 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 I'm inclined to agree with Louis' line of thinking. The thing is, you look at the other releases, listen, I was very much a fan of all of them. 
But you look at Tucker and you look at Samoa Joe. Listen, I, I thought Tucker didn't get enough credit for getting into very good shape, impressing in a lot of the spots he was in. But he was never going to be someone that WWE or even fans thought was WWE Championship material. Samoa Joe was that echelon above everyone else that was released that day. So for me, I think it has to be something that do his concussion. And you know what? Then I have no issue with WWE releasing him. Because at that point, if WWE doesn't want to clear him because of their history with concussion and things, and they are taking things seriously, that is fine by me. Be more cautious. If he thinks he can get cleared elsewhere and is happy to do that, fair play to him. And I'm sure he will have a very happy and healthy career. In terms of the other releases, there is no one, unfortunately, apart from the Iconics, that I thought, hmm, I'm surprised they've let you go. They weren't using Chelsea Green. They weren't using Mickey James. Billy Kay pinned Lana at WrestleMania. Or, or Naomi. It was one of the two. She got a pinfall at WrestleMania. Like a week, but less than a week before she was released. For WWE, and I've said this for a long time, breaking up the Iconics was one of the most stupid decisions in 2020. For me, it's up there with The Fiend and Goldberg. At least I can understand the thinking behind... Hey now. Hang on. At least I can understand the thinking. I can see WWE going, you know what? Goldberg and Roman Reigns is a bigger match. We all disagree with it. We all think it was the wrong decision. But I can, in my head, say I can understand WWE's logic. With the Iconics, I cannot understand their logic in the slightest. I well, at I least they could have weaved a story around it, at least. Yes, yes. That and if they had, like, super pushed one of them, which you would have assumed was Peyton Royce, but they didn't. Three so, weeks push. That was it. Exactly. Three week push. For me, listen, it, the releases are obviously sad and every anyone that's lost their job, uh, it's 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 sad. But for me, this isn't as bad as last year because we are at least looking on the up in terms of the pandemic. People independent shows are running. I don't think it's gonna be too long before we see some of these people in some very, very big places. All right. Good call. And Ivan, my friend, you're welcome back anytime. Next, we're going Thank to go you. to Annika Wilson is going to be coming into the stream uh, and take Annie out. I can see her. She's waiting. There she is. Hey. hey. How, are, How you? are you? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm very good. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, delighted to have you on. What, what would you like to talk about, Annika? Well, I guess, and I know y'all really don't know, but what is the thought process with WWE right now? Because we all know that after all, it, like really, we know at least after all, at least two or three more people have to do, you have to promote. They have to call up their next big thing or at least a next storyline. Mm. So what were y'all, what were they going through within these three weeks? Because, okay, we have to release people, but it really doesn't make any sense to call people up when we're releasing people. So I'd just like to know y'all mindset on the on the on that thought. Vince, um, we say WWE. It's Vince. It's what Vince decides <laughs> to change on a Monday. I, there's no forward planning for me. 
on a Monday, he will sit there and be like, what do I want to see on Raw? It is a show for one person at the moment. And the people that are around Vince, John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard, this again is speculation on my part, but I think more educated speculation. I think they don't pitch ideas that they think are good. They pitch ideas that they think Vince McMahon will say yes to. They know they have worked with that man for enough to know the ideas he's going to like. And there's for a me, reason, there's probably a reason he brought them back. Exactly. And for me, there is a reason they are like-minded, old, slightly chubby men. Vin, Vince, Vince is not chubby. Let me just say. But <laughs> well, 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 yeah. Uh, well, like, Vin, Vin, Vince is the opposite of chubby for one and two. What's that going to do with anything? <laughs> all, all like old white men who just sit there and they're like, what do you want to see today? And they're like, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander versus the Viking Raiders. And they're like, well, we'll who's, who's, who's that meant to be? <laughs> I didn't want to do my Bruce Pritchard impression. All right. Anyway, I, I do think you're on the right lines, though. Look, like the, the difference between, I would say 20 years ago, where Raw was at its apex, and I've said this before, to now is definitely like they had four writers total back then. And Vince was like in the creative process, right? right. Like it was like, it was like life and death to him, especially in the Monday night wars and all that stuff. He was mm-hmm. in it since then. WWE is now like this publicly traded company. It's a global juggernaut. He's got his fingers in everything. Like he's, he's this control freak, right? Where right. he doesn't, he doesn't just hand things off to people. He's everywhere. So when you hear that he turns up at raw at whatever time he did, and then he's like, Oh, what are we doing today? No surprise, because he's not doing what he used to do, where he was so invested in the product. Mm-hmm. Where now, now it's just like another job of his out of however many there are. So I feel like to to do it, like Tony Khan, say what you like about him, he's obviously yeah. super passionate, right? Yeah. Like super passionate about what he's doing. It's like his livelihood. I know he's got jobs with Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham, but there is no doubt in my mind that this is like his baby, and that's mm-hmm. the difference. Where like right now his heart and soul's in this, whereas I think Vince is running it like a company. They're making profits, but is it fun to watch? No, not really. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And then the next question is: so who was he trusting the year 2016 and 17? Because those two years were actually pretty decent years for wrestling. It was pretty good. So who got fired? And it is like, oh. <laughs> Now I want to take control of the, over the whole thing. Like what? Was it I mean, Ryan Ward? Ryan Ward was he was he came up from NXT and he was on SmackDown, which SmackDown was very good it in those so years. Good. SmackDown was real good. Um, and you had guys like Cena was over there as well, who carries a bit of weight, and he wanted to kind of you know put people over, etc. Uh, I I don't know. Like I, I feel like it was a nice cocktail of things, right? You had Be- Becky getting hot. Uh, you had like a lot of fresh blood out of the draft. Uh, Alexa Bliss. There was a lot of like different stuff going on. Actual tag t- team storylines that were yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that, right? I mean, in terms of, of who was doing it, though, uh, I don't know who the head writer of SmackDown or Raw was in that time. I mean, it, the buck always stops with Vince. It's worth, you know, mentioning. That's always the footnote. I mean, Bruce Pritchard wasn't in the company at the time. No, and obviously we didn't get the whole Heyman-Bischoff uh, experiment till 2019, I think. So, yep. I mean, e- either way, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like for, for WWE... They've got so much talent that like yeah. when Roman came back to SmackDown, you will get inevitably like, uh, you know, it ebbs and flows and there'll be like a peak in the valley. And I feel like SmackDown had that for like the last six months. Raw, 
being three hours, they're always up against it. The thing always. is, though, the thing is, though, and uh, I'll say this to sort of wrap up this point about WWE from the eyes of investors, WWE is doing great. WWE is doing great. They're bringing in record amounts of money from USA Network's point. Ratings are low, but they are still the highest thing on USA Network. It's st- still number one on cable. It's still week. number one on cable. So they will be happy. For me, and I know a lot of fans saying, oh, Vince needs to go. Investors will start to worry when Vince McMahon steps down or passes away. That's when investors will start to worry for me. The stock price then, I think, will plummet when Vince goes because he has been in charge of this. It's the unknown without Vince. The investors trust Vince. He is bringing them, in their eyes, they don't sit there and watch Raw and then asking the investors, call. Uh, listen, Vince, Like we've seen a lot of uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose in this Nia Jax feud. What's going on? They're going, you know what? The numbers look good. Cool. On we move. That is that is the thing. So for investors, it's all good. So that's why I don't see anything changing because the powers that be, they're all very happy. Annika, yeah. it has been a wonderful call. We welcome you back anytime, my dear. We appreciate Thanks, you. Guys. Thank you so much. Thank and you. we're going to pivot to Tyler Woodward, I think. So, Annika, thank you. And Tyler, here he is. Hello again for like the second week in a row. That's I'm it. not gonna call out I'm not gonna call out Louis this week because I'm gonna be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> um I've got two questions, really. Now, so me, I know you, Louis, you've been such a big advocate for the fact that the women's division in AEW wasn't great starting off but now hind now everything's going back together do you see the improvement yeah 100 percent. like a, a million yeah. percent i think that you would be foolish not to i can't remember like aw for me is doing good work don't think it's a yeah. perfect product by any means in terms of the women's division but i think there are very good steps Tay Conti has been turned into someone, one of the big, like biggest women's stars in AEW, biggest women's stars in wrestling. And that was someone that WWE misused. And we always praise NXT for their women's division. She is someone that slipped through the cracks. And, w- and AEW has turned into this great power. We've got Britt Baker. We've got Chris Statlander back. We've got Thunder Rosa. We've got Hikaru Shida. I am very excited for the AEW's women's division. So, I will. I won't. Won't take back anything I said because I think everything. No, I said, no, no, definitely not. Everything I said at the time was a hundred percent valid. But I am very happy to see that improvements are being made and have been made. And I think hats off to Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, and everyone that's been involved in that process. It did take a while, and it was a new company, and a lot of these people weren't TV ready. But now they are, and they're absolutely killing it. So hats and, off. To- and Dustin Rhodes has played a big part in that as well. Um, I, I will say. I agree with everything Louis said. Like, I was critical of it too, right? Not getting enough shine and whatever. But like travel restrictions obviously hurt a lot of the Joshis and, you know, B Priestley or whatever. Like their depth was shredded and injuries as well. Britt Baker at times, Chris Statlander. There's no doubt that like it was a cocktail of things. I still think yeah. they could have done better. But I look at where it is now and I feel like it's in a much healthier position. So this this was the other thing as well. I've sent, I sent some chats into you guys like... It was the fact that they don't need Sting. They need to fix the women's division. But now, when Sting debuted, I marked out. It was just a, it was a pop last year. And yes, he's only already had a match. He's had one match, but all of his segments are starting to get boring and repetitive. Mm-hmm. But leaning, going into my second question, you've obviously seen the two people behind me. 
I'm going to talk about the top one. Do you think Rey Mysterio deserves another world title run? I do if it plays into his son doing something significant, right? Whether his son like betrays him and that's his gateway into the world title scene or super push, whatever. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I would love Ray to be in that spot and it have a meaning, right? Like really yeah. pass the torch and a story like, yeah, give that to me. I will take that. Um, do I see WWE just doing it to do it? No. Like the way they've used him since the Rollins thing really is not overly encouraging. Um, yeah. But I would very much like to see uh, that. And Dominic intimated this to me as well that that story coincide right make it yeah. at the end of the day and i think ray would want the same make it work for dominic in the long run i think it should be i think it should be a full family affair i i personally think that i think it should it not too melodramatic like a man man storyline but i think it should be there his what his wife should be there his daughter like everything like that it should be like this all big moment of when Dom kind of like finally takes the mantle of Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And he gets the mask. So I would have this, but with the Intercontinental Championship, I think that... that... No, no, no. no. I I think that's more like, listen, I love Rey. I think he's awesome. I think he Mm. deserves another world title. I'd like to see Dominic take the title off Rey. And for me, we're a long while off Dom being WWE Championship ready. Oh, let I me think... tell you something. Let me tell you something. He's the same age as Rhea Ripley, right? Oh, like don't 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 just don't just like underscore it because he's young. Uh, if he's got the if he's got the talent and the stories there, I'm not saying put make him his champ now. I'm not saying I that. Agree. But I'm not. Uh, I'm also saying don't treat him like he's a rookie. Like I think a lot of guys look at him like, oh, you know, he's got. Does he to feel go. nearly as polished as Rhea? No, for me, I feel he's... that Rhea is more of the complete package. Have, have you like... seen? Have you seen as much? I don't know if that's a fair comparison. I think there's a reason we haven't seen as much. That's that, that's what I'm trying to indicate. I think that I, WWE... I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. I think you're right. No, I'm just saying, I, the, I feel like Dominic gets pigeonholed a little bit where it's a bit like, oh, you know, he's just learning the ropes under Ray. But everything that he's done thus far, I feel like he's knocked out of the park, personally. And you okay, agree. Enough. But to their credit, WWE has done a great job of protecting him in the spots they've given him, not overexposing him and giving him too much. He doesn't wrestle yeah. too often, but when he does, he always has impressive spots. So I like that. So I, I would like an intercontinental title run. And then I think you can have the whole like family celebration after the match. Like, mm. don't like I have to say, I have to say, I very much enjoyed this, Tyler, but it's eight minutes to nine. Yeah, no, 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 of course. Definitely. I, I was going to say, bleeding into that, do you think Dom should have a run in NXT? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't that's, mind that's, it. That's just to polish him up a little bit. I know, I would, I know he's I been training with his dad and everything like that, but I think... I, I would like a tag title run with his dad first, and then I don't know what you do after that. Maybe it wouldn't hurt. I, I would trust Triple H to do the right thing with him. Um, North American title? But it's one of those things as well. Like he's got such name value. Vince loves him already. I just don't know if you, yeah. I don't think Vince, I don't, I don't see Vince going, go on, mate, off you go. He'll keep him, yeah, yeah, I think. Definitely. But anyway, well, Tyler, it's been tremendous, brother. Yeah, thank you for having me on again. We'll have you next it's week, my it. man. Take it easy. And it's Bubba. He's waiting. There he is. Hello, hey. Bubba. How are you? Like Louis, extremely busy with cut university, but getting there. <laughs> Exams ah. start tomorrow. Oh, hey, good, good luck. Should be you. revising. Should be revising. Yeah, what are you doing here? It's all open book. Ah, okay. Mm. 
fair enough. Still, fair. still. Maybe I, read that luck. book. I don't know. Good, anyway. Good luck with those anyway. Make Louis annoyed at Liverpool, but we'll move on past that. <laughs> Uh, we don't have we don't have time for super. Yeah, we'll be here all that's night. That's why I'm just moving fast <laughs> quickly. What do you want to say, my man? Just done with wrestling, and this is actually my week up. But said I'll be here. Why not? <laughs> Everyone's so dejected with wrestling right now, man. Like, what a depressing night of coolness it has I been. Next time you, I, I'm going to do this. Next time I'm not feeling the show, or I got a free night. I'm going to watch the Stone Cold documentary which will probably uh, be I'm very doing good it. i'm doing it after this so am i really uh, was either, it was it might even be instead of nxt i'm undecided yet but the stone cold documentary if anyone you bubba or anyone is feeling dejected about wrestling watch that because i think that'll be a very interesting watch just uh, those documentaries are normally absolutely fantastic so i think that'll be one tell you what go go and watch that and i'm sure you'll have a smile on your face afterwards oh, but who do you who do you enjoy watching right now man that's yeah. finish we can get to it then baba so, there um, must be somebody you love in wrestling right now right who do you like watching in wrestling right now tell me don't let the joy leave you don't let it happen already has but no still i i'm irish i'm never knocking about for battle yeah of course it's a given so what's next for Ballard, do you think? What do you think we do next with him? Honestly, he's not. he shouldn't return to the main roster, and I don't think he wants it. So I'd say give him a few feuds where he puts over the younger people in NXT. He doesn't... He can put some people over and still be Ballard. He doesn't need to be in a title picture. Mm, that's the I thing. Like Ballard could heat up in a, in a second. He could put people over... And he can be back right where he was. We I have to move on, on Bubba. I was going to say very quickly before before you go, you've got the hat for one for one match, one feud. Balor versus who as his feud to put someone over? Who do you want him to put over? Ooh. Oh, I would not. I I'd need time to think, and I don't have that time. You what, a few years ago, week, I would I would have said Devlin a few years ago, but I don't know. Yeah, it was come Devlin. Back and then, yeah. Come back next week. I'm, I want to hear. Who I will you have want an next week over. if I'm not oh. if I'm here next week. Yeah, and Louis's giving you more exams. more homework while you're doing exams, <laughs> and Louis gives you homework. Oh yeah, he finishes his completion and gives everybody else homework. <laughs> Baba, you, we, love, we love you here, my friends. Take it easy. Good luck Bye. as well, Scott Young. I see you waiting in the wings, Scotty Young. There right, he is. Oh, brother. Uh, I had two points, but we've only got five minutes left, so I'll just say the one and come back next week with the second. Uh, obviously, it's been a... I think... I want to talk about the women's tag division in WWE mainly. And I Do think it goes... It? I think it goes beyond bad booking because I think it's more the talent level is the issue rather than the booking. Because I feel most... Look at, look at Mania... Night one especially wasn't. It was very, a lot of very good matches, but the stories and booking going into them wasn't good. A lot of good wrestlers can wrestle their way out of bad booking, and I don't feel like the Raw or WWE Women's Tag Division has the capability to do that. If you get what I mean. I mean, they're all thrown I mean, together teams for for one, right? Like a lot of them are kind of just like, what are we doing with? Carmella and Billy Kay. <laughs> Let's just make them a team. What are we doing with, you know, Lana and Naomi kind of came about like that. 
Um, the, the Riot Squad are maybe the only team, and, and I think you'll agree, they're probably the best team in that yeah. matchup. And yet they don't. I feel like WWE have told us they're never going to fully get behind the Riot Squad. That's how it feels. Um, yeah. Iconics got broken up for no reason. It's just difficult to buy into. Um, I would have rather Dakota and Raquel maybe even took it off Nia and Shayna. I, I, whatever. There's a lot of different things. Um, in terms of one leads into the other, in my opinion, yeah. for, for booking and stuff. Like obviously, you make the teams, you make your bed. Right, you, if you're not going to build them up or give them a story or give us a reason to care about them, that's what's going to happen. Lou, what was you going to say? I was going to say, listen, the, the two weakest matches at Mania for me were probably okay. Call it three because it's hard to decide. But the the women's the two women's tag stuff and Randy and the Fiend for me they were the yeah. weakest. So I don't disagree with what you're saying, but you have to look at the people that were involved in that. And uh, listen, Tamina. Seems like a lovely person. I know Alex has said multiple times is someone that has helped a lot of people. She's she not the greatest wrestler, and I think no. that that is the reason these people aren't involved. Shayna Baszler for me is the one where I'm frustrated. I am and Naomi. Naomi and Naomi, with the exception me, of those two. Now, I'm not annoyed that any of the others are in the tag division because I think that's probably the right spot for them. But with those two, are the only ones where I feel like you know what they could push on and probably should push on to like the singles picture. The others, I kind of feel they're at the level they should be. Yeah. Hmm. it's To me, it's Shayna and Ruby Wright are the two main ones. I'm not the biggest Naomi fan. I think she's athletic enough, Ooh, but don't I don't know why. about... I, I think she's athletic enough, but I don't see... I don't. I can't think of one good Naomi match, if I'm going to be completely honest. She had won it with Alexa Bliss a few years ago at Elimination Chamber. So you can't decent. think of one. You lie. Decent. As the <laughs> levels get decent, then you get good. I said good. That was decent, slightly below I good. So. She, she did some good work with Bailey, I think, last year. But I know what you mean in terms of great yeah. matches, right? I hear you. Um, well. to, to me, she's got the pieces. The pieces are there, yeah. right? It's it's just one of them putting it together. Anyway, granted Scotty, well. we appreciate you, my man. Go on. You keep doing this, Louis. We're on a tight I was schedule. Say, granted as well. You look at, for example, Charlotte Flair. She's in. 75% of the pay-per-views, Naomi's not. So Naomi isn't given the chance to have those great pay-per-view matches. Yeah, I th where yeah I that's another thing. Yeah. She's very it's, much it's, like a she, spot person, which is unfortunate. I, I think if she was, she could have had those great matches that we're all speaking about. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's Scotty. Scotty, my man, we appreciate you, brother. Come back next week. No, You're first in line. Thank you very much. I'll see you uh, next week. Luis is coming up. I see him. Luis Polido. How are you, my man? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm getting by, especially after last night's Raw. God, it was a busy. <laughs> Thank God we have NXT tonight. Yeah. Thank God. Exactly. Well, yeah, the next, exactly. few nights, next few nights are great. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, want, I wanted to ask you guys about the Holy Belief situation. I was looked at Disney transcriptions about the interview, and there was, she looked shaken about it, and I hope she's doing well, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on what the whole situation is with AEW and Ebony. Lou? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know. And I think if I did know, there's probably stuff that like I, I wouldn't be able to share. I don't think it's my place to share. Um, I think that the situation 
it's obviously been a very quiet release. If we are to believe the report that she has been released, she obviously has said it as well. Apart but from what she said, she confirmed it. Yeah, exactly. Apart from what she said on Twitter about it. Um, you know, I see a yeah. fan come at her and talk about the no selling for Thunder Rosa, and she kind of bit back about that, saying, no, it started here, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, ongoing issues, right? I don't know anything. I honestly, you know, don't know what's gone on behind the scenes. If anything, what that is, we all saw the match with Thunder Rosa, right? Everyone knows yeah. about that. Um, it's a shame, though, because, you know, she, she is obviously talented. But I think as we were talking about last week, it's uh, it's not the first, right? Like, she, she tends to come across issues in companies. So, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I hope for her, you know, either whether it's her or the situation she's in, I hope something works out, man, because um, you don't want to keep going down this road. Yeah, and I, admit, and I talked about it when everything went out. I hope the amount as well. To this. I hope she's not affected about the whole situation because she's a, both of them are extremely talented. I hope I hope the amount to get paired with either that triangle or even even ALX. What I was. What I will say about that, you, you're absolutely right, by the way, about Diamante. But um, it gives me th- faith in AEW because, like, a Max Caster, right? Like, when a tag partner goes down or, you know, something breaks up, AEW don't just forget about the other person, which I like. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's going to mean good things for her. And, I mean, she Agreed. did a balance against Thunder Rosa. I think it was last week. Mm. I think it was an elevation or dark film. So it's a pretty good match, so she's getting TV time. I just hope we see, see her a little bit more. She doesn't get affected by this whole situation. Absolutely agreed. I'm sorry we have to cut it short, brother, because we are running out of time. But please, if you come next Don't week, worry. we'll get you at the top of the line. Understood. My man, I'll we'll see you more. then. And that brings in the Wrestling Daily Champion himself. He's got the title. Here is WrestleScope. It's the main event. WrestleScope. How are you, man? That's right. It is the reigning defending, could be disputed, wrestling uh, daily, good egg champion of the world. How are you guys doing today? I, I know you're you're short on time here, so I'm going to keep this really short. Louie, I think it was Bubba that didn't want to call you out, but I'm going to call you out. <gasps> and this is coming as a friend. Okay? I no. saw your Twitter beef, quote-unquote, with the Jam That Champion trying to start a feud with him. If you're going to start a feud with a fake champion like El Fakador, you got to do a better <laughs> job. You need to come to the John at WrestleScope School of Wrestling Feud Promos, and I will get you ready to win that championship. So one of these days, actually not that far after WrestleMania Backlash, there will be two championships on this show. It'll be you and it'll be me. All right. It's going to listen. It's going to be two, but it's going to be me and me when I eventually. Who are we saying hello to? We're saying hello to someone. Is is that WrestleScope Junior? Yes, it's WrestleScope Junior Noah. (laughs) There he is. There you go. The Academy's coming good already. But yes, I'm going to take that title off you at some point, uh, John. I'm going to have to. All right, Louis. The challenge is open, man. That's built, though. Have I a mean, great who, day, guys. Thank who you wouldn't want it? Thank you very belt. much. What? You don't want it? Look at it. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm going to get not... it. I'm going to get it, but then rip the stickers off so it actually looks nice and make no. my own. That does game. look nice. There you look go. Look at the face in the middle. <laughs> WrestleScope, thank you very much, brother. <laughs> I will catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Uh,
Take it easy, my man. And we're back. Um, that was smooth, wasn't it? You did the banner. I did the closing us in. Smooth. Two-hand job. And, and we, did, we, didn't, we didn't even set that up. <laughs> I know. Which is that in sync? Just, just that chemistry. You can't buy exactly. that, Louis. Um, exactly. I'm looking for Ultra Chats. And I just opened the old doc, so that's not going to help. And let me... I'm here. We now. do not I'm, have any today. Do we, we not? We do not have any. People, no. people, people knew about the phone-in. That's fine. Um, mm. I, I was about to say, if anything, I prefer to see people. So thank Me you. Too. Thank Me you to too. the guys who did that. Um, that leads us in nicely then to the rest of this week. Uh, tomorrow, SP3 is in the house. We'll talk about NXT, amongst other things, and we'll get through your Ultra Chats. The Hot Take Queen, the Ultra Tech Machine, Steph Chase, is here on Thursday. Uh, I saw that she got an AEW section on Digital Spy. What, what victory that is for her, by the way. Someone who's that, that passionate about it, that is a serious victory. I was going to say, for her, for like a lot of people, that might not seem like a big thing, but for Steph, that will be huge for her. So massive congratulations. <laughs> I, love, I love this shout from Forgotten Wonders Uprex. Oh my God, you don't bring a kid in when you can't hear promo. <laughs> he I lost all I his just... heat. He lost all his heat. Can we call him a kid? He was, he was like, he was like, a, he looked older He's than grown. me. He's grown. I've got to wonder how old WrestleScope is. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, know, I didn't. I didn't think it's generations. Generations. Um, and also on Friday, it's gonna be a talk wrestling takeover of Wrestling Daily because I will be in the hot seat with Will Gavin, who is of course my co-host on Mondays with Talk Wrestling. We will bring you tales from our trips on the road, uh, doing stuff for WWE interviews and whatnot, AEW. Um, and just generally, you can ask us whatever you like while we dip into the news. It's like an extra edition of Talk Wrestling, uh, which, by the way, there is a podcast of that, which I want to thank you all, anyone here who has given that a go over the past couple of weeks. Um, we've done thousands of downloads, which has just been amazing because um, we needed them to stay permanent. So we live another week. And I thank you so much. I'll drop the link tomorrow. And thank you so much. Louis, have you got anything you want the people to know about this week, my man? Or are you are you still taking time off for the dissertation? No, no, no. Dissertation is done. I am back today. Yeah, I'm working at getting some. There might be something in the works later this week. So I will I will let you know to let everyone know once that comes to fruition. Uh, yeah, need me to be a signal booster, brother. You can tell the masses. I'm, I'm not on the show. I'm not on the show till Tuesday. So, wow, week off. Um, I must say, I spoke to Diana Perazzo tonight, which was cool. I think I'm speaking to Sin Cara Friday. I think I had Sin Cara last week, and Gary nicked all my questions. <laughs> I've seen that. I, I am looking at it like, what the hell am I going to ask him now? Uh, and I do have something WWE lined up. Um, but they get really funny if you talk about it beforehand, so I can't. But I will alert all of you to what happens this week as and when it happens. Uh, oh, WrestleScope says his birthday's on Sunday. I want to take bets on how old WrestleScope is. Let us know in the comments. He said oh. his son is almost 20. Wow! I'm going to so, say he's... So, so I'm, I'm 20. I'm 20 and my dad's 50. Yeah, I was going to say WrestleScope's maybe like a 45. I had I had my first child at 27, for the record. So... Hang on. 56 from Ace Shot. Meow! <laughs> James G. Alex, I like Annika's guest. Wow! Jesus, 60? Oh, dear. 47 um, was about right, I thought. I like that. I like that guess. I like it. Well, this um, one. What about this one? <laughs> They're not wrong. 
We all love Louis Dangle. Anyway, guys, we'll stay... doesn't we... look a day <laughs> over the 85. 69, nice. Nah. Yeah, South Park, yeah. nice. But that's what's are you going to let us know before we go off the air here? I feel like I want to press end broadcast, yeah, but we're on tender hooks. We're on tender hooks. What is it? Uh, never mind. Oh, yes, we all forget Louis younger. We really do. Uh, wise beyond your years. Uh, listen, we'll have to get to it tomorrow because there's no age forthcoming right now. I'm sure it all will be revealed in due course. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow with SP3 for wrestling, singing and stuff, probably. Uh, until then, thank you so much for watching. Take care. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 